Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who goes this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk We are live, it is a Monday Football Monday. Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions play. Oh uh, man, the Indianapolis Colts and the who else played? Yeah, Bengals. They, they, yeah, the Bengals won. Bengals. We gonna get into that conversation, lost. huh? What do you mean? Jeremy Marche is in the studio. Hey, hey, y'all. Yeah, we gonna get into that. But before we get into any sports, we are gonna keep it sports related. But we do want to talk about the uh, give our condolences here from the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Myself, Demery Lachey, on the uh, passing of, to the family, on the passing of Stuart Scott, one of ESPN's great talents, a guy who, in my opinion, was as cool as the other side of the pillow, mm-hmm. as one of his uh, sayings go. Um, took, the, took the game of uh, analyzing sports and uh, broadcasting sports to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I, uh, when I first ever heard him on ESPN was, this guy's crazy. He's going to be fired. <laughs> you think you know, so? Well, no. Well, that's what I thought because I how mm-hmm. people they want to do it a certain way. But I was gr- I was so glad that he was a pioneer in, in his way and going about his business and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And now you can see a lot of people, everybody, taken from somewhat of Stuart Scott and how he uh, professed and went about his business as far as the game, sp- highlights, broadcasting, mm-hmm. uh, different shows that ESPN put him on on Sunday, last Sunday. Stuart Scott passed away. And I, I don't and even think the word pioneer is even big enough, honestly. Uh, just taking a step back and like really looking at his whole deal broadcasting. When he started back in the early 90s yeah, on two ESPN. Decades, two decades ago, so that's huge. Yeah, and I, yeah, just being like a little little guy. I was around like eight, nine years old, just now getting into sports. And he's the reason why I stayed up a couple nights because his catchphrases. Were, you know, you really didn't realize. I didn't realize until like now. Like man, I used to stay up watching him because mm-hmm. he was funny. Yeah, you know he he he'd do the little punchlines and and he was funny because yeah. of those catchphrases you mentioned that and he was funny because you you heard a lot of those in different whether they be from a show or whether they be from a song mm-hmm. he just took he just took bits and pieces and added but then he also had his other thing and everybody know what the uh, other side of the pillar is mm-hmm. everybody know that's what that the is. best that's side the best man. side <laughs> that's the get comfortable side oh yeah so. It, you know, our condolences here at the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lachey, uh, to the family of Stuart Scott. Yeah. A decade in the business. He broke a lot of barriers, man. Yeah. And he paved, honestly, he paved the way for what I'm doing now, you know. He actually so did. He was not the only, yeah, matter of fact, at, during that time, he was the only one that was on a major network uh, as a. That uh, looked like you? Yeah. As an African American male. And, and he talked how he talked. He he mm-hmm. he did he, it his he way. He did it his way before Stephen A. Smith came on. And yeah. Now that's <laughs> that's a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, but, the, but Stephen Stephen A. is a uh, he's the he's a new he's a reincarnation of right. guys from watching Stuart Scott. Right. And Stuart Scott. Uh, one of the things uh, that I'm impressed about not how he, you know, his legacy is what it is. Mm-hmm. Great legacy that Stuart Scott put together. The thing I'm impressed about when everybody talk about that is not so much the sports and what he did to change the game because you look at ESPN now, you look at all the announcers mm-hmm. uh, and analysts, they take a little bit from what he do. But the thing that impressed me much more is when they talk about how he was to his daughters. 
oh, yeah. his kids. No doubt about that. And you can, as much as you have to be in that studio, mm-hmm. as much as you have to be away, it was always how he was, his, not just his kids, but other kids. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never met him face-to-face, but we've been in the same buildings a mm-hmm. couple of times, but I've never met him, never. Uh, I was not, I was not always the guy who, you know, would go up to people, but right, just being right. in the same vicinity with people, and you feel like you're in good company. Yeah, and it, living a broadcasting life, like how much they move around, and for him to spend so much time with his daughters and get that time, because, yeah, it's dealing with his coming from his ex-wife, and... That's the situation itself, and then still being a positive image, you know, still doing his thing on TV, no trouble with anything, and mm-hmm. battling cancer. Like you couldn't even tell every time he jumped on the microphone. Right. And that was th- amazing. That's and the another, part of yeah, it. and another barrier that he broke is broadcasting is a brand itself. Yeah, and he was the first one I know I've seen who can do a movie, who jump in movies, who jump in and be himself. Yeah, and be himself. <laughs> and it's like uh, no, host, you, don't, you don't need to do act. Just be right, Stuart Scott. Just be Stuart Scott. Yeah. And he opened the doors for so many other people. And now you see like Rich Eisen in movies yeah. and yeah, uh, but Rich Eisen, they you know they were good friends. Oh yeah. So you, yeah. you he he gave a very it was impromptu, but mm-hmm. it was all fact. Emotional uh, speech when he found out, and he had to be on air when he found out because Rich Eisen is now in the face of the NFL Network. Right. So he found out. Uh, and there were a lot of like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. They went to Google, went to the Twitters, and, and see if this was all true. Because you know how quick rumors go around. Right. But not only the school, Stuart Scott battle cancer once, twice. He did it three times battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And just because he's passed away, don't mean he lost the fight. Because we heard the great speech by Jimmy Valvino, um, mm-hmm. Jimmy V Foundation, this mm-hmm. down in play that Stuart Scott has benefit from, and now. If you remember, I'm sure you saw, you remember last July 16th when Stuart Scott was at the ESPYs and got mm-hmm. on stage. Just Absolutely. As, just as powerful as the Jimmy V speech was. Absolutely. So uh, it, it is a fight um, worth keeping up. It, it, is, it is a fight worth getting into it. It's kind of like a lot of things. If you're not ready to go the distance, don't get into the fight. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is a fight worth battling and, and going, to, going the distance with it. <clears throat> he gave that emotional speech. Then he brought his daughter up on the stage. Mm-hmm. That's just a testament. And that was the final part of the speech. And that's was a testament of, of what I think or is the most impressive to me about him is that you can always say he cared about his kids. Mm-hmm. You, you can say that. And he showed that. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just his kids. Uh, through the commentating of other people that he's touched, they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 49 years old, 49, man. Man gone. 49. And, you know, it could be, that's the thing, man. It could happen to any of us. And who who can fight through it and still be able to work their job like the way he did? I mean, that was, it was just amazing to see. Because they say there was times where he was, you know, dang near sleep during commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Aches and pains. And then just wake up and boom. He on. never missed a beat every time I seen him. I'm like, man, this guy's doing it. I've never it. seen him off his game. No, never. Me, I've never seen he him off never, his game. And it's crazy. This guy was battling. I don't even, Chemotherapy, he's battling that and still performing like that. Means we got to take our show, we got to take mm-hmm. the show to the next level, absolutely. Uh, you know what? We got to start bringing our own clips and stuff and highlights and stuff. And you mm-hmm. know what? I've, I've done others, I've been to other places, and mm-hmm. you know, that stuff would already be in place, and then you get to mm-hmm. pick from. But I can understand if it's something personal, who knows what you want? So, you we got to start taking into the uh, the YouTube and all that stuff. and mm-hmm. Uh, doing a, a post segment show where we can really t- like a segment 
we got about two or three different segments. We probably stay on segments longer than we should, but we got about two or three different segments in shows. Mm-hmm. But we have a post post game show, right? We can really speak in depth on it. There was some football being played. Some good, great football, actually. No, I'm gonna take the word "great." Was back. No it was, great. No, it was no some good football. football. It was great, good. potentially great. Uh, yeah, then, then the referees messed it up. Oh my! Where goodness. you want to start? Let's start at Marvin Lewis. Where you want to start? Yeah, Marvin we can. Lewis. Yeah, we will save uh, that <laughs> Dallas and Detroit thing later. Down the road. Uh yeah, we can start with Indianapolis. Marvin Lewis once again was just eight games in a row, uh, playoff first round, get out of town. Uh, this guy, I feel bad for him because he, he, he has great talent. And I, he's a good guy because I've met, I've played college football with his son. Mm-hmm. I mentioned numerous times. And I was real close with his son and being close to Marvin Lewis, like meeting the guy and talking with him. I mean, he's a great, great, he's a great guy. And it's really not even all his fault. He just get put in bad matchups, man. What, what, what was the bad his matchups? His matchups are. That was no bad matchup. Indianapolis? Indianapolis should have beat the Colts. And, and, and we said, I think we picked the Colts to win that yeah, game. Yeah. Because we, I was going off the history of uh, not Andy Dalton because he wasn't there the whole time. This mm-hmm. what is this? His fourth year, third mm-hmm. or fourth year. He and AJ Green. AJ Green didn't play. Jermaine yeah. Gershom did not play. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is not that great of a quarterback. Where he's not Andrew Luck, and he's no. been in the league longer than Andrew Luck, maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. But he's not Andrew Luck, and it's the same with Indianapolis Colts. And we're gonna stick to the we're gonna stick to the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's the same with mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. If Andrew Luck don't play well, they don't win. Oh man, they don't win anything. They at don't all. win. So Andy Dalton has to become that guy. And I think he just signed a new deal. Yeah, he 50, did. What, an extra 50? Oh, extension, I should say. Yeah, he extended uh, four years out. Oh, wait. So, therefore, he has four more years game. of this. No, maybe not because, you know, they'll pay somebody to let him go. Because I want to later on the show get on, talk, get on the Arizona Cardinals and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. That's oh, a, boy. Yeah. That's a subject that, you know, we're we going to speak a little bit about. Cincinnati Beagles lose to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. It was a home game for the Colts, but still. I, I thought... Throughout the year, I thought they was gonna get, I thought they was gonna get over that hump, the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Andy Dalton again, he's not that great of a quarterback. He is good, he's not that great of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has to learn how to win without his number one weapons in AJ Green. Mm-hmm. The running game has to be first and foremost. Jermaine Gershom, nobody thought saw that coming, but he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He overthrew a lot of his receivers in this ball game. So that's on him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If you're running the ball well, and I think they got a decent enough running game, better than decent. I think they have a pretty good running game. Mm-hmm. But you put your defense, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals defense, against the wall every time you go out there, the three and outs, the, the turnovers, the, right. the, the six-play drives, and they back on the field. That was good because defensively, you want to be out there, but you can't be out there for 80 plays in a football game. Yeah, absolutely, especially with Andrew Luck holding the football on the other side. I mean, that guy was just nickel and diamond up and down the field. It was crazy, and I expected more, you know, from Cincinnati defense. Well, they gave up 26 points, but at the same time, <clears throat> excuse me, at the same time, um, had a lot to do with the offense. Uh, offense not moving the ball, so defense did pretty well. They could have done better, but it was a lot of, like you said, they were out there forever. Yeah. And you can't have that against Andrew Luck and that offense, especially a team that loves to throw the football as much as the Colts do without a running game. Um, yeah, that put a lot of pressure upon Andy Dalton. And, no, he's he's just not there yet. You're right. He's in that 9-16 uh, to 16 quarterback ranking range, I would say, 
Yeah. He's somewhere in between. I, I, yeah, but and he's a good manager when he has a good weapon. And when he has A.J. Green running up and down the sideline, I mean, anybody can feed off that. But that makes Andy Dalton that much better. And you can tell, like, he he was uh, he was looking for that outlet. Here, he here's really my thing it. with the quarterback position. <clears throat> if you throw a hitch route to a receiver and he takes it to distance all the time, mm-hmm. that looks good for the quarterback. Right. Absolutely. This is what I don't like. Uh, real quick, on a side note, this is why I don't like the Heisman Trophy. It's an offensive position, more so quarterback than running back. Mm-hmm. Rarely do defensive guys get them. We've seen defensive guys get the Heisman. Rarely. But, mm-hmm. but you know what those defensive guys were also able to do? Return punts and kicks. Correct. Mm-hmm. So at the quarterback position and in a, at the professional level, if you can't manage a game without your number one guy, then what do I need with you? Mm-hmm. Cam Newton did it. He didn't have a number one guy. He beat the Arizona Cardinals, a, a, a topic we're going to get on, get to later. Mm-hmm. But Marvin Lewis, 12 years. See, here's where here's what Marvin Lewis' deal is. Here's why he's still there. I don't know if he's going to get fired today. As you call it Black Monday, I call it White Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to get fired today or sometime this week. But you remember when the Cincinnati Bengals were real bad? Yeah. Marvin Lewis turned them around. But Absolutely. he always had you wanting more. It was always teasing, had you wanting more and more because he would get his teams to a level and they would not, they would not get over that hump by winning mm-hmm. their first playoff games. I remember um, one year that was real, very disappointing to me was they had the, they, they had the best record. They went 8-0 mm-hmm. into the NFC North. Mm-hmm. They had to have a playoff game just to win it, and they ended up doing that. Then they go home and lose the game to the team they just beat. Mm-hmm. It's tough beating the team over and over, but you were a better team, way far better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers at that time mm-hmm. and the Baltimore <clears throat> Ravens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, if if Marvin just, Lewis keeps his job in uh, Cincinnati. It, it's tough. It is tough because, I mean, he's, he's really, you know, during the season, he's, I mean, the Bengals are a team that – that can wreck shop, you know. They're a team that brings their A game during the regular season, and they play good football, they play great football, and Marvin Lewis is a defensive-minded coach, so you know the defense is always ready. He knows how to handle. He's a player's coach as well. He's handling, uh, what's that guy named, Pac-Man Jones, who gets like 20 chances a season or a career, and he handled um, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco in the past, Carson Palmer in them situation. He's handled a lot in his coaching career. He's a player's coach. That's why it's like it's kind of hard to just get rid of him. He's not no Rex Ryan where he's having losing seasons after over and over. He's reaching the playoffs. I think he's a very it's just that guy. extra, you know, he just it's bad matchups. You know, what it's, do, it's, does, it's difficult matchups that gets him. Need? He needs to learn how to finish the season at the end. I mean, it's not <laughs> all, all about years. him. I think, yeah, exactly. For 12 years. <laughs> For the 13th year, 12th year in a row. Finish at the end of the season. He loses those because he go out and tear up Denver Broncos, number two seed. But then you come back home and lose against uh, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland and like Pittsburgh and Atlanta, and you got to get ready for the playoffs, and that's not a good look at all. And and then you get situated where you get put in the tough. Like if they would have played Baltimore, or Pittsburgh, you know Cincinnati, I would put them with the upper edge. But you get matched up against Indianapolis at Indianapolis. If they play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, goodbye. you make you, you lose mm-hmm. to a good point. I think they beat those teams. Yeah, without AJ Green. Yeah, without Jermaine Absolutely. Gershom because. Mm-hmm. Though they know each other, they mm-hmm. play each other year in year out, twice a year. They know mm-hmm. each other. 
you don't even have to scout for those teams. You know what they're going to do. And, and both teams normally are conservative when they bother each other mm-hmm. because it's the team who makes the most mistakes anywhere in the NFL or professional sports or sports period. Mm-hmm. The team make the most mistakes usually lose that game. Mm-hmm. So they play good conservative fo- football when they play against each other. Right. Because they know each other well, right? Inside and out. So when you go outside of that and you have to play somebody else in that division, uh-huh. oh, well, I'm sorry, in that conference, like the Indianapolis Colts, then you have to do you have to really do some game planning, right? And although you can see them from afar throughout the year, you have to really do some game planning. Who do you stop? Who who's going to get off? T. Y. Hilton scores early, set mm-hmm. the tone, got them in rhythm, mm-hmm. and no. then you got to worry about Andrew Luck getting into rare form. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough situation. I hate to see you. I couldn't imagine seeing Marvin Lewis anywhere else. I mean, like you say, you've been there for like 12 see, years. I'd like so. to see him have his job. I, I, I'm yeah. talking crazy, but 12 years, no playoff win. Come on, you got <laughs> enough is enough. We're well, look at Jason break. Garrett. Well, well, Jason we'll Garrett, get we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Quam <laughs> Sports Talk, Demer Lachey. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. But tonight... Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. 888-346-9144 is the number. Call in and join the show. Demery Lache is in the studio almost as usual. What do you think about the Rams owner thinking about moving to L.A., back to L.A.? I think it's a great idea. And leave, uh, leave St. Louis. Leave uh, St. Louis? Uh, well, there's a lot going on, first of all, in the, in the state of Missouri. <laughs> first and foremost. But no, nah, I'm being all serious. LA, all serious. Always a lot going on <laughs> oh, in L. A. Yeah. Well, yeah, but L. A. is come on, man. He's I mean, thinking about where was it? It's not Anaheim. I think it was. Mm, can't think of the city. Oh, Inglewood. Inglewood, mm-hmm. up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was back then. There's some good things going on. So you, in think Inglewood. A, you think it's a good decision? To I think move, it's a great decision. No team. doubt about it. California. I mean, you can't be you can't be moving a team to a major city 
um, at all, especially football. It's going to bring a crowd. The L.A. city has been hungry for a football team for quite some time since, what, the Raiders left? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they've been waiting for a team for quite some time, and I think it's a great idea to move the Rams organization back to L.A. I mean, you got the Lakers running the whole town regardless, and then you have the Clippers is making noise now, and, you know, the Dodgers been a great baseball organization, made their noise. So, yeah, I think it's a great deal. You're going to – it's a lot – of uh, it's a good revenue merchandise movement. Um, good for the NFL. Good for the NFC West because now all the teams don't have to travel to Missouri, who uh, who plays in that uh, division. So you can stay out in the West Coast time when then you have to make those divisional games. So I think it's a great you know what? aspect. That uh, that last point makes sense as far as traveling. So everything else just didn't. It, did, it, was it just didn't phase, yeah, huh? No, it was that's a, a lie. But you got yeah, you got Arizona. Uh huh. That just go right next door, hour flight to LA. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Seattle be coming down. That'll probably be the longest flight they take. And well, Seattle. And, well, yeah, Seattle will be the longest flight. Right. That makes sense. Now, what doesn't make sense when you got to go across? Now, obviously, when you're playing, you know how the schedules they show up, and you got to play the NFC East. So mm-hmm. now you got to go to Philadelphia, Dallas, which is probably midpoint, and New York, mm-hmm. which is not a. That's when the schedule schedule become hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into not, Don't call it a comeback uh, That's how we open up the show With that LL <laughs> Dallas made a comeback last night Don't call that a comeback It wasn't a comeback Don't it's, call it, it I a call comeback. it a choke By the Detroit Lions A choke? They choked It so, wasn't their fault They got screwed They choked They got screwed You can't punt Twice the, You can't punt the ball 10 yards Demery They got screwed before the I don't even know what Yeah, he's, You he punted the done. ball 10 yards It's Black Monday for him uh, oh yeah, he gone. It's white money <laughs> for him. But he gone. Yeah, you cannot. Yeah, no matter how the, the refs cannot control the game, point blank period. When you're a player, they don't. They, they can't. You got to do your job at the end of the day. So the yeah. punter, yeah, that ten yard punt, that's, that's uncalled for. Gave them great field position. But you know, yeah. I tell you this. Now uh, let's go to what you're talking about in that Screwed. pass interference. Okay, that pass interference. Mm-hmm. You it was instinctively you threw that because you knew it was a pass interference. Then you went from college to pro and said, well, he was shielding him. Well, there was a lot of contact in his shielding. It was I, I holding, guess, con- contact, you everything. You can shield in the NFL, obviously, all of a sudden. In college, you can't shield. You, you gotta, can't do it in the NFL? I know. But th- wow. this, is, this was the referee tried to explain it. Mm-hmm. First of all, there was a lot of contact on the tight end. You didn't even make a play for the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you, obviously, you run into the, re- the tight end, the receiver. Mm-hmm. You could have called holding. Because three to five yards off the line of scrimmage, you was holding the guy. Jersey, mm-hmm. that's automatic first down, 10-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. Holding. You could have. Uh, let's talk about Des Bryant. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Fifteen yard penalty. That is crazy. How did you call that? What he got on the first of all, it was he so got up funny. and swagged. He, up, he swagged on the. He got on the field so quick, like yeah. he just came up out of like know. he uh, like he a uh, magic. <laughs> right. He just appeared. You just see these big diamond cowboy earrings on. I'm like, who is this? What is he doing? Like, he, he was dating there in the middle of the field without a helmet. And the field of play. <clears throat> Defense is on the field. Yeah. Screwed. What are you got to do? Screwed. This was drive me crazy about players and fans. You don't play defense. I know Des Brown, you probably can, you know something about defense because you gotta watch how they try to defend you every week week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Ever since she was in the Little League or or Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. But you don't know the intricate parts of what they're doing, the schemes that they're doing on defense. Because you're not you're not you're not going through it. In the moment, mm-hmm. your time is on the sideline. Stay on the sideline. You know the rules. How is that not a fine? 
Now, we can feel sorry for the Detroit Lions and say they a lot of things should have happened on that play alone. Mm-hmm. But when you was up, I think it was 17-6, 17, 20 to 7, mm-hmm. and you let them come back and all you had to do was score and get any more points out of that, any more points, and that changed the dynamics of the game. Yeah, and that third and one call, that third and one situation turned into a fourth and one. And you had success running the football. Why not go for it then? I mean, stick it to the Cowboys. You you had success on the ground as well. And who out there can cover Reggie Bush out in the flat? I I, don't, I would have did. Even <laughs> yeah. though not Reggie Bush, but the running other running back. What was his name? Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's more powerful. I would have gave him the ball twice. Yeah, absolutely. It it was crazy that the uh, and and then. You know when you don't like a team just because you got a favorite team and you don't like that team because they play mm-hmm. against your team? What makes you hate a team is this <coughs> nonsense, this cheating and the, the the bylaws and rules that they overlook. And then the fans are like like Dallas fans. Mm-hmm. They are like their team was relevant all up until this time right now. Mm-hmm. This is the first great season they had, and I call it a great season. They were 12-4. Mm-hmm. The only 12-4 team playing as a wild card. But mm-hmm. they were 12-4. That's, that's a – Compliment to the uh, credit to the conference that they play in. Mm-hmm. Twelve and fourteen playing relevant this year because they took the ball out of Tony Romo's hand and gave it to Demarco Murray, the lead MVP, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. But then Tony, Tony Romo made some plays down in his, in the final minutes of this game, which uh, uh, propelled the Dallas Cowboys. To this victory is twenty four. Also with the nonsense flags, but yeah. to this victory a twenty four twenty victory. They didn't score anymore since the third. They didn't score for three quarters. Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. You score in the first quarter. You got 17, 17 20 points. You don't mm-hmm. score anymore. Not even in field goal range, right? Or miss the field goal, but and then you punt the ball. Mm-hmm. I can't feel sorry for them in that sense. But the but the penalty and the rules <coughs> and the instant replay. What is it all for? Who does that be actually benefit? Why don't they do it against the penalties? That's what I don't understand. Why Why not go take a look back? I mean, the game would be even longer, even more and that's the whole, retarded. That's yeah, the whole I mean, thing. They don't but, want football any longer than it already is, so I, some stuff they won't review. Uh-huh. I would at least say maybe fourth quarter you can go yeah. ahead and review it because— The end of second yeah. and the end of fourth? Yeah. Or yeah. just fourth quarter? Uh, I would just say— uh, Five minutes into the fourth quarter. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say five under— Five minutes before the game ends. Yeah. Because there's been so so many controversial calls in the past few years. And last night was, I mean, that was insane. But at the same time, I was glad to see Tony Romo had some magic in the fourth quarter. Didn't turn over the ball one time uh, the whole game. Yeah, that was that And, was, you know, that was, that was big on Romo's part, leading him on that last drive and uh, throwing a touchdown to Terrence Williams. And it finally showed how the maturity of Romo, he's ready to put it together. So it's, it's a bit scary as well because Dallas is – they they look pretty well put together. Even though I, I think they should have lost that game. They I think lost the, that I game. think the game was lost during that penalty call. But you know that's the NFL need to you know look into maybe let's look at fourth quarter calls under like you said under five minutes or something. Yeah. Um, but well, you know Romo well, and the Cowboys are, took advantage of it. So that's Detroit's defense as well. Don't yeah. let them score or keep them to a field goal. That type of stuff right there, it hurts somebody who's outside looking in. Like if you if you played or. You understand the game at a high oh, level. Yeah. Oh, it it hurts somebody. Um, like you saw uh, Dominican Sue, very mm-hmm. emotional after the game. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people, and it was almost me, but a lot of people almost say, oh, you got what you deserve. 
for being a bad that's guy. Retarded. That, it that's is retarded. Ridiculous. It's, that's it, ridiculous. Well, not retarded. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize it's, for it's, retarded. Yeah, that's it's, ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, it's idiotic. It's ludicrous. Because this guy, and, and here's what I was going to. This guy is. Um, these guys put all that passion from the time they start spring mm-hmm. tra- spring ball. After the draft, they mm-hmm. go for the three day camp. Uh, all the way up into camp, are working for one thing. And you know what the referees are doing? They are doing their original job. This referee might be some of their second job. A lot of their second job. And they're watching film. I'm not saying they're sitting at home. They watch a lot of film. Mm-hmm. How you get their officiating crew to do a game like that in Dallas? The stage was already big enough. But mm-hmm. that crew right there, to overturn that call, you have to do a better job of putting the best fishy officials on the field. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happened. But when you take something away from a guy who worked all year, that's mm-hmm. very disappointing. That's... That's where I feel sorry for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and it would have—I would have felt sorry and not liking the Dallas Cowboys. I would have felt sorry for those guys if it had went against them. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in your hands. You have nothing to do with it. These world-class athletes, and here you go with a flag controlling the game with the flag and your opinion. Mm-hmm. Besides the Cowboys' uh, non-playoff success and not making the playoffs, going eight and eight the past few years. I mean, Detroit finally turned their season around. They finally got into the playoffs and. It sucks to, uh, for them to go home like this in the way that the game had ended, and especially for like Nandamakasu, whose contract is coming up. He mentioned, you know, they, they mentioned before the game, it was comments before the game, you know, this is a great team mm-hmm. that they f- put together th- th- up there in Detroit. You know, they've been silent all season. A lot of people haven't been talking about it until Sue's foot went numb and he's not supposed to play in the game and uh, with the Aaron Rodgers, stepping on Aaron Rodgers or whatnot, but. You know, this is a special team up in Detroit that they, you know, a lot of media attention was not on them until that one moment. But, uh, you know, they've been quietly, you know, assassin team. They've been beating teams. And they didn't have Megatron all year. Right. And, yeah, exactly. And uh, you don't have to rely on throwing it to, exactly, Megatron and help develop that offense. Help you had, yeah, Reggie Bush also did not play a lot this season. A lot of guys like Golden Tate stepped up, uh, Ross on the offensive end, and that defense was terrific this season. They had a great season, and it sucks because that team may not all come back, kind of like the same deal with Arizona and the Cardinals. That, that team, you know, you go through so much emotionally during the season, mm-hmm. and it sucks because you know that some guys are not going to be in that locker room who are big, who is big. They might not have a big name in the NFL like Ndamukong Sue, but it's the other guys that – doing extra reps in practice that you may not even can't depend on anymore and they may right. not be a part of that team. The um the sad thing about it is is one of the things you mentioned is that they've overcome the Detroit Lions have gotten to a sort a point where you could talk about them. I think I said they will win a division um in the NFC North. You picked Chicago, I think I picked Detroit. Mm-hmm. The um but they've got to a point where you can see them on the rise and who who's who's to say what what happened to Ndamukong Sue? He's not going to sign back with Detroit. Why wouldn't he? Where would he go? I mean, he mentioned it before the season. Like, he's going to test free agency. Well, that's, you so know, any athlete that that's, say, that's, that's come marketing. On, keep it Don't real. you think that's marketing? Keep it real. Yeah, it's marketing. That's marketing. Yeah, you got to pay I mean, me a uh, I'm going to look at my To not test the – yeah. You got to pay me. That's the same thing you would say. I mean, yeah. You got to pay me a whole lot not to test the But if I'm market. loving Detroit and – Who loves Detroit? Thinking <laughs> – exactly. <laughs> no. But it was rumors about him going to Dallas, and I don't think he's going to Dallas anymore. Why? Why not? I mean, you know, he could. He, he could. He can up, play in Dallas. Yeah, he can. But the Dallas defense—they were overachieving this year. Mm-hmm. They overachieve. He can come to. He can go to. Uh, it, rumors about New York. He needs to go to somewhere big marketing because he he's to come a, to the Cardinals. They can't afford him. 
they can't afford them. They no. don't need them though. But they they get a lot of their players back. Yeah, they had sixteen guys out this year. Key guys, guys that played the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. We're talking mm-hmm. about them, but I think the Dallas Cowboys is the better team to go beat the Green Bay Packers. I don't think Detroit would be able to do that. And yeah, and um, and Lambo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, Dallas did have a better chance than Detroit going because Detroit just played at Lambo last yeah. week, and yeah, it was a close got, game. But yeah, they lost. Uh, but the same thing was going to happen to them when they got back to Lambo. <laughs> The uh, well, we did see some games. We did have some games where the Baltimore Ravens beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Um, who yeah, that else was just was a backyard? Yeah, backyard, backyard brawl. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they out of they out of the playoffs. So who Baltimore have? New England, New England Patriots. See, in the, in, in the past, I would say this is going to be the best game in the playoffs of the history. I'm talking back when Ray Lewis was there, Ed Reed. Playing against Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, Wes Welker, you know, I will. I always love to see that match because I was like, if Baltimore beats New England, that means the Colts will have to play Baltimore, and that, that's what I always wish. But you know, yeah. Baltimore see, never like really when, uh, got over that hump. They, Baltimore played uh, the Titans mm-hmm. and watched him oh, yeah. destroy Eddie George. And, and, and oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> Eddie George, a great running back. Mm-hmm. But then when he played against Baltimore, Ooh. it was they shut him down. Yeah, that was crazy. The Arizona Cardinals lose with a third-string, possibly fourth-string quarterback, Ryan Lilly. He just didn't look comfortable. He didn't look settled in that pocket. He made some plays. Defense gets you the ball. You throw an interception within the red zone, you mm-hmm. can't do that. This has been the Cardinals ever since the, the first Seattle game, mm-hmm. not capitalizing in the red zone, yeah. throwing interceptions in the mm-hmm. red zone. Ryan Lilly, what was wrong with Logan? I don't know. They just never pulled his trigger. They're not going to give him a chance. You, yeah. you give him a chance. And I was – it's, it's it's just yeah it's it's very odd, especially when you're up fourteen points. Well, they're up fourteen zero, didn't really move the ball well. You're just looking at Lennon like, hey, all you got to do is manage the game. Just make smart decisions. If you got to throw the check down, throw the check down. Don't make anything like you have a fourteen zero cushion mm-hmm. in the playoffs against a Carolina team and. Obviously, they didn't lose no confidence because they're looking at this guy like, we're not going to let Lindley, you know, steal the game. Their defense is playing well, but we're not going to let this Lindley guy steal the game. And, yeah, and Lindley had a lot to deal with it. Couldn't move the football at all. 78 total yards. Are you kidding me? The Arizona Cardinals got a decision to make. They got a, Oh, they have. Fitzgerald's going to make close to 24. I think it's 23.3 million next year. And I hate to see him go. You know what? Arizona. It's their fault. It's their fault. He's not going away. He's the nicest guy in the world. That's I'm gonna what, tell that's you what pissed me off about him. He's too nice. <laughs> he is nice. Now, too really nice, nice meaning he'll break his back for the Cardinals. He'll sign a deal. He didn't. When you sign these deals, your agent probably is involved, obviously. But Larry Fitzgerald didn't go to the Cardinals and say, I want this much money. Mm-hmm. They put this money, they, they negotiated with his agent. Now, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald was talking with his agent. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, we can get that. It's not like he diminished until you tell me or show me that him being double teamed is a is a problem or he can't make those catches while being double teamed that he's always made and the reason why he's the probably the best receiver he is the best receiver in Cardinals history. Mm-hmm. He still commands a double team, but you won't throw him the ball. Mm-hmm. And I and I applaud. <clears throat> Bruce Arians, when he said this, the days are gone where we only throwing one man the ball, but you never, Larry Fitzgerald never showed you that he's that one man. That's Larry Fitzgerald. That's different. Mm-hmm. He's a different guy. Mm-hmm. You have to throw him the ball. You have to find ways. Yeah, I agree. You got to find ways to get him the football. 
But at the same time, I I mean, to be all honest, I think he's done. I think his time here in Phoenix is done. No, he's, they he's want a, him to come back, He's going to restructure. They're going to they gonna restructure, and they're going to restructure. He's going to restructure the deal. Where is Larry going to go? He can go to Detroit. Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> um, Where is – he man. can go to Minnesota. He's from Minnesota, then. He went to play in Pitt. Yeah, he don't want to go. He don't want to go to the East Coast. He want to stay somewhere warm. East Coast warm. Dallas, it's Seattle. Warm Florida. Seattle got money. Seattle he go to Seattle, money. it is they going back to back to back. <laughs> if he go to Seattle, Seattle has enough, yeah, to keep him around. Uh, but I don't. Seattle don't need him. Seattle, you just don't see guys like Larry Fitzgerald in another jersey though. You, you can't you picture that. Okay, well you, you don't know? see Joe Montana in another jersey. He was in a Kansas City jersey. Yeah, okay. You can't see uh, Peyton Manning in another True. jersey. He in the Denver jersey. True. You would, we like to not see him in mm-hmm. those jersey, and that comes down to ownership. See, owners don't change jerseys; mm-hmm. they just change players and keep it moving. Which is unfair, which one of the things LeBron say, when a player does what's best interest for him, mm-hmm. why is it a problem? But when the ownership does what is the best for the team. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's something you got to think about. Exactly. Player can't take care of himself. So Fitzgerald, I, I, it's just outside looking in, he's just going to do it because he, I, I think he's going to restructure. Mm-hmm. They going to restructure. You can't be signing okay. everybody to a deal and then tell them, well, down the road, we're going to restructure. there's a lot of more people. It's not like, like he diminished. You just mm-hmm. didn't throw him the ball the way you've been throwing him the ball. There's a lot more people that need to be um, signed and, yeah, paid, definitely, in uh, Arizona. Let's take a quick break. Kwame Lachey Sports Talk. Demi Lachey, we'll come right back, finish up the show. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Last segment of the show. Again, uh, one of the greats, the legends, 
at, up until Sunday, well, it was a living legend. Stuart Scott has passed away, battling cancer three times. Uh, a lot of uh, what you heard already about him, a lot of what we said on the show, that you never knew he was battling cancer when the lights came on, when mm-hmm. that mic was in front of him, when the stage was set. But it was a testament to who he was and how, how he went about his business and who he was as a person. I, I didn't know him exactly uh, personally. I didn't know him. But outside looking in, you could see how he touched a lot of lives in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, well, we have about 10 minutes left in the show. Dallas Cowboys, we got a. Uh, Colts are already playing. And who's next up? Is is it an upset? Would you consider this an upset if the Dallas Cowboys go into Lambeau and beat the Green Bay Packers? Because yes. Green Bay Packers don't have a defense per se. No, they don't. But they got, like I said before, I think I mentioned it before, like last week, they got some great talent on that defense, regardless uh what this uh statistics say. When it comes down to fourth quarter, to me, you know, being a former player, being in Playing at a good high level, once that fourth quarter comes around, you making that, those key stops. That makes that's what makes a great defense to me. And I don't care about stats. You can give up. I mean, unless you're giving up like 600 yards, like the uh, Cardinals did against the Seahawks. That that's that's trouble. But you know, if if you're in, still in the game and you make like some key stops, some key turnovers in that fourth quarter, I mean, that's a great defense to me in my eyes. So I think they have the talent on that defensive side. And, yes, it'll be a huge upset if Dallas goes up there in the cold Lambeau ice field and beat Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, I think. Uh, Jordan Nelson. They need to release yeah. so you need to run the ball. They have to run the ball. And they will. You think you're going to pass all day. Jordan Nelson. Well, you can. Jordan Nelson. Unless you come out like uh, uh, Marcus Moriarty did with the um, Florida State, that hurry up mm-hmm. offense and keep it going. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to run the ball. And people don't understand. you just as tight as they are. Mm-hmm. You you as tight as they are. They substitute. They sub, you substitute, and it's not so much a hurry up. They still, they just don't get in the huddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still call the plays from the line of scrimmage. Yep. But I, I think, um, <clears throat> as I said in the last segment, Dallas Cowboys is more suitable to beat the Green Bay Packers than the Detroit Lions is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what will be the upset or Carolina, <laughs> but Carolina. Uh, Shoot, they going to Seattle. Wah, wah, wah. They going to Seattle. And, they went there uh, last year, right? Yeah, but Pretty they went. Much. I don't know if it was a. I don't know if it was that much of a blowout though. But I no. think um, Carolina got Stewart back, and they got mm-hmm. D'Angelo Williams back. Mm-hmm. James Stewart and D'Angelo Williams back. Offensively though, passing the ball is gonna, might be a problem. Oh yeah, Cam Newton had to do a lot of scrambling. He mm-hmm. he still played too much. Just getting the you a quarterback for first. I'd like to see you. <laughs> I like to see you winning first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Win as a quarterback. Control your control that team. Tempo of the game. You're a manager. Learn mm-hmm. how to manage the game. Okay, you get a first down. You don't have to. It's you can be excited because that's. I mean, it is ten yards is hard to get in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Ten little measly yards is hard to get in the NFL. Some teams don't get past five yards. Mm-hmm. Cardinals. Cardinals, but uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Cam Newton, he he, he puts a lot. He puts the. Carolina offense a lot on himself, in my eyes. If he's not on top of his game, they're they're not moving the ball at all. But once he gets comfortable, whether it's him making an extra scramble, him uh, breaking a sack, 
when he started making those plays, then he's hard to beat. And that's how he was at Auburn. That's how he was at his junior college and at Blinn. And that's how he is now with the Carolina Panthers. And like you said, his, his weapons downfield aren't – they don't have the uh, experience as Steve Smith did last season with them. And Kelvin Benjamin's so inconsistent, but he's a rookie. Can't put a lot of trust in those dudes as well. So, so what do you think uh, James Winston's going to come in and do it? He likes seeing Cam doing it. Have fun. <laughs> they just – you know what? We, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. But they just made – they. <laughs> They just did so much playing around when Jameis Winston lost. Like you said, they all the mimics, mimics, mimics Those are funny. and all that stuff. It was crazy. I didn't <laughs> know um, RG3 had a statue at Baylor. What? He has a statue at Baylor. Somebody put a Michigan State hat on it, though, <laughs> because they want Kirk Cousins to be the quarterback. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is on top. Wow. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he deserves it, though, for the, uh, the success he had at Baylor. A statue? Yes. He's the only player that walked through the Baylor Halls who won the Heisman Trophy. He deserves a statue. Yeah, but Baylor was never relevant. No, no, no. Let's not talk about what happened after Baylor, but before Baylor and at Baylor, Baylor he deserves a statue. Baylor should have been in the playoffs. One of those those teams, Baylor, Kansas City, I mean, K-State, TCU. TCU should have been there. One of those teams should have been there. We watched— One of the Big 12. Yeah, I agree. We watched— because they didn't play a championship game, a North South championship game, mm-hmm. it's the reason why they left them out. Mm-hmm. And again, I went on my little rant about oh, packed Big Ten never used to play play one, but they'd sit around and wait yeah. for a month while other teams get injured and play each other. Right. Uh, during those times, <laughs> Let those guys beat up on right. each other. And then, and then they go to the Rose Bowl and win a game. Yeah. But I didn't know RG three had a statue up in there. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Well, the Big Ten finally had success at the end of the year of bowl games. Their big top dogs all won their bowl games. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. Now, speak on um, – And they beat SEC teams, some great good football teams, some great football teams during the regular season. How many SEC teams won their bowl games? Two? Probably like three. Yeah, Arkansas. two or three. Arkansas, Florida, Missouri. Florida went to a bowl game? Yeah, I know, right? Six and five, yeah, six and I don't six? know. They just made it. I was, they played like yesterday in some one of the little oh. bowl games, the in betweens. Yeah, um, fill up some TV time. A waste of time. Keep the school relevant. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Big Ten finally their big dogs finally uh, overstepped that hump. And Wisconsin, like I said, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State all came out on top on top of their victories and their great big time bowl games, formerly mm. known as BCS bowl games, but. Yeah, they they won their bowl games that they they were supposed to do, and now you got Ohio State who has a chance to win the national championship. Mm, you talking about okay? They played uh, January third. They played uh, Florida. Played East Carolina. Right. They were si- they were six and five. <laughs> they were six and five. and They got in. Mm-hmm. Guess y'all got win it. I thought when I was playing, you had to win seven games. Really? Or depending on who your six games were that you that mm-hmm. that you beat. Yeah, because some teams didn't get in when they won six games. Mm-hmm. And then you watched that Toledo, uh, Toledo and Arkansas State. There was a uh, hundred and nine points in that game. Yeah, that's crazy. That's silly. And more of those points were on Toledo's side. Yeah, Toledo had sixty-three points. <coughs> I mean, well, what do you expect? You take three weeks off, and then you play in a football game on national television. I mean, do yeah, you really expect your? You know, it, you lose that flow. I mean, you lose the flow in a bye week. Coming back from a bye week, uh, taking a weekend off. 
then you come back three weeks and yeah. you just going against each other practicing and in this school year, kind of cold outside, and then you fly over to somewhere really warm. You expect your defense to shut down? No, it's, no, it's, it's going to be not gonna happen. Yeah. anyway. A lot of these teams don't play each other like exactly conference wide. These bowl games where it's the unknown. But you're right, Kansas State shouldn't have been in that. Um, they shouldn't have been in that BCS. Mm. They were at that point. They were eight and three. They were eight and three. They ended mm-hmm. finished the season nine and four. UCLA beat them in a bowl game, um, forty to thirty five. Oklahoma State. It was a lot of Oklahoma State people. I had tickets for that game, but I was uh-huh. not going to be cold. No, it was too. Yeah, it was too cold. I Thirty actually, to twenty two. They beat U Dub. Mm-hmm. Auburn loses to Wisconsin after Ohio State smashed Wisconsin. <laughs> but uh, another one was the Boise game. We we talked a little bit about that Boise. Boys just don't lose in Glendale. <laughs> they don't lose in Glendale. I like that. No, they don't. They come here, man. They beat. They, they. I remember when they were undefeated, and they just wouldn't put them in the national championship game. And they was hoping every week that they would lose to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I think they might have lost one game. But still, if it was a playoff system, now they still wouldn't put boys in because they go back to who they play as far as their schedule. What's that Mac? Mac Conference. Oh, Boise State. No, uh, they're in Mid Atlantic uh, Conference, or what is it? No, they just they just got moved up. They were in the whack. The whack, yeah. Rest I thought they Atlantic. moved up to uh, conference week USA Atlantic or something. Conference. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> week <laughs> <Atlantic>. <laughs> we we uh, they are undefeated in Glendale, and you yeah. know this could be their second home, definitely for sure. And they always went on these dang on trick plays, which is pretty funny. Oh yeah, they did another one. Yeah, the same play, Statue, Statue of, Liberty. of Liberty, never gets old. Keep that in, keep that in your back pocket. But you know what? You don't know when it's coming, and you're not going to be able to stop it. Because yep. they tie you up with so much other stuff they do. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a little basketball play. Kobe Bryant went on fire. They beat the Pacers. That's not saying a whole lot. No. You're talking about two of the, uh, two of the worst teams in, in the NBA in an association, mm-hmm. and the Los Angeles Lakers and the Indiana Pacers, mm-hmm. due to lack of players. Right. Right. Some of the stars are injured and not as uh... – well, mostly the Pacers on their roster. I mean, Lakers are just I thought PG-13 was coming back. Man, that man, he better not. He, he better not come back, no. yeah. He better not. But it, how long did it take the guy from Connecticut? Was it Connecticut? No, it was Louisville. When he oh, broke his Kevin Ware. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he yeah. actually just broke every little thing. And he it, it took him a year. He took a year off. He played in like a few games at Louisville, and then he transferred out somewhere yeah, else. Cause he That's how Rick Pitino is. Rick Pitino, he don't care if you play a whole season. He, he'll he bring in another guy and like, hey, I'm yeah, pulling but, a scholarship. Yeah. He only averaged five points. He ain't pulled a scholarship, but he can't take right, a right. scholarship. No, no, he, but he didn't. He but. knew he wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they wanted to play. They was cautious about him playing. Right, right. They tried and to I would have been really too. Cautious. That's a compound. That's a broke – Mm-hmm. I can't, just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about yeah, it. That was the nastiest hurt. injury I've ever seen. But mm. uh, and PG thirteen hurt his on just a simple routine play that he always do. Just mm-hmm. back up into it, just snap. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever play again. That happened to me. <laughs> I don't think I ever play again. Basketball? Yeah, yeah. You got to run and jump. I like. I like. Well, you could be a jump shooter for the rest of your career. You got to play defense. Ray Allen don't play defense. Ray look at, Allen look at the way he, he don't come in to play defense. He <laughs> come in to shoot. Exactly. That's the way I'll finish up my career if I had. I oh, had a, if well, I was PG ain't no Ray Allen though. He can he can develop. He, I'm pretty not, sure he's working on that jump no, shot he, even in his dreams. Twenty seven. What that man's like twenty four years old. No, he's not. PG is young. He's, he's, he's my a, age. Yeah, twenty six, twenty seven, young. Twenty four, young, under twenty five. Mm. Yeah, he's he's young. Well, the the uh, we have some mutual friends actually. When every time I go back to Indy. Funny. 
Okay. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's super young. He has a lot of basketball left. Oh, I, I I agree. I'm just saying I wouldn't mm-hmm. play that. No, fracture, no, no, no. I, I guess because I know you have a lot I've of years. Had left. some injuries. <laughs> I've had some injuries. <laughs> where I was just like, this this is not worth it. Right. It's and then the compound it. leg. Was, yeah. Then the compound yeah. fracture breakthrough. Mm. My leg going the other way. Mm. Right. LeBron James still out. Yeah, Kevin he, Love did, he can't needs get to it be. Done. Like you said with those comments to the point you were talking about. Uh, how players can't make their own decisions because it's a bad idea in life, but when the owner says it's good for the team. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what LeBron is doing right now. They and hate you, it. TV yeah. money. TV ratings, hates it right now. Tickets. You you know, like the uh, San Antonio Spurs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two years ago, they set their three guys out. On Christmas Day, I think it was. Yeah. Because you had their schedule traveling back and forth mm-hmm. just because you. I'm, I'm Popovich. I'm setting my guys out too. Find me for that. Yeah, I'll take the and fine. And they find them. How you gonna find me for sitting my guys out and they want it? Then they go to the uh, championship and want it that year. Yeah. So and LeBron, I think his it's mostly just rest. They talking about yeah, oh, yeah. his knees and back. Of back course, spasm. you gotta have something that says it. But no, you ever had guy needs spasm? rest. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's you gotta oh, sit yeah. out. Definitely, you gotta sit out. But shoot, if he would stayed in Miami, Rick, uh, Pat Riley would be like, hey, we need this money. Yeah, we gotta play. And some money, y'all. D Wade or LeBron, one of y'all gotta get out there. He did. He did right. He did right. Absolutely. And, I, and Miami did right by. Um, by the what they did prior to the game, by giving them standing oh, ovation yeah, for a yeah. minute, that was that was cool. Yeah. Same like deal happened back in Boston when Rondo just last week. Yeah, Rondo, Rondo went back, back to Boston. That was, I think that was pretty good. That's first class. That's classy. Mm-hmm. It was also a business move on Boston, but classy. Mm-hmm. All right, man. What's the Monday? We we definitely got to come back. Uh, do this all over again Tuesday. Anything going on? King uh-huh. fit? What have you? King Fit, man. Your girl, your marketing girl never called you back? Yeah, she called me back. No, she did. She was like, hey, sorry, I missed her call. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's too late. Yeah. Bye. No, you didn't. Then I texted her back. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a little heat to you. I told her you embarrassed me. <laughs> no, but, no, King uh, we uh, I actually just got in a group text, and we were actually about to start launching things, like, now. Uh, okay. Traveling. Setting up travels in, uh, for the summertime in May, early May. Uh, trying to get them out here. There's a few guys are going to be out here during Super Bowl weekend that weekend so okay it's, it's gonna be a lot of you know it's, it's to come up so we'll keep that we'll keep we're Super Bowl coming up quick man yeah it is we got to get out of here though yep. I'm sports talk, <clears throat> we'll come back and do this all over again tomorrow we out thanks for tuning in this week join us every monday tuesday thursday and friday at 12 noon eastern time 9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.